Hello, traveler. Please, have a seat while I tell you the tale of the Prismatic Guard. Starring Abby O'Neill as the combustible and often confused tiefling alchemist, Flint Therai. Jason Hops as the old veteran, Robarth Mirax, a dragonborn warlock with a mysterious patron. Jerry Evans as an affable historian, the halfling bard, Roscoe Suitfoot. And Ashley McLean as the carefree but determined Ottervoke Samurai, Margo. Hosted by Eli Royal, join us on a tale of a world still recovering from a great war that changed everything. Hello, you are listening to Prismatic Guard, a We Play RPGs production brought to you by me and my nemesises. Hi, I'm Abby and I play Flint. I'm Jason, and I play Rovarth Mirax. I am his nemesis, Jerry, and I play Roscoe Suitfoot. I'm Ashley, and I play Margo. I'll throw hands. Little tiny hands, but hands. Mm-hmm. My name is Eli, which I waited for dramatic effect and not because I forgot to say my name. Lies. <laughs> and this episode is brought to you by Metallic Dice Games. Metallic Dice Games sells some amazing dice, and actually, uh, I'm going to be using my real fancy amethyst dice a little bit tonight, because Roll20 does not want to work. Aha. Yeah. Your dice wanted you to use them. (laughs) Yes, they sabotaged my internet so that I could use them. Mm -hmm. We all know that. Mm -hmm. Clever marketing. (laughs) And, sorry, I keep getting distracted by myself. (laughs) You're so goddamn pretty. (laughs) I know. I just keep seeing myself in my reflection. But, if you go to MetallicDiceGames.com and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD, you'll get 10% off your whole order of, let's say, a dice tower and a dice tray, which are this really nice felt with magnetic clasps. They're so nice. And also a set of, let's say, Labradite, which is what Jason has. No, I have Rainbow Fluorite and Emerald. That's right. Which I have neatly arranged in front of me. Yeah, and you know what uh, I did earlier? Is I drank a cup of Found Familiar Coffee. Yeah. Uh, Found Familiar Coffee is another one of our sponsors. They All of their coffee has a and d themed name to it and uh, some sort of fantasy artwork on the bag. I drank Face Step, and this particular bag has this, like, Summer Fae Warrior on it. Uh, and it's very cool looking, and I have another bag waiting for me to open it that has this, like, Autumn Fae on it. And if you go to foundfamiliar.com slash playitforward, or go to foundfamiliar.com and use the coupon code play it forward you'll get 10% off your entire order and this episode is also brought to you by me from royalartisanprops.com i make uh, if i do may toot my own horn some pretty fucking cool dnd or, or uh, cosplay props sometimes dnd related and if you go to royalartisanprops.com 
you'll find the link for my Etsy store. And if you use the coupon code LISTENER, you'll get 10% off your entire order. And now that that very distracted ad plug is over... <laughs> Let's play some D&D! Yeah, yeah. Um, last time you guys went, you decided to investigate the death of Johan Yabat, uh, Margot's teacher and father, or adopted father. And while there clearly was a struggle in the home, uh, no one did that much work to find the valuables that Johan had kind of squirreled away in different parts of his home. Um, including the sealed letter to Margot to be opened in the event of his death. And what they also know is that Johan's sword is missing. And Margot finds that very suspicious, because while it is a nice sword, it's maybe 20 gold. And... You know, she doesn't believe that that's valuable enough to have not searched the house for more things. But you also know that according to the guards, uh, the neighbors didn't hear or see anything unusual. And that is where we are going to open up. So you guys are in Margot's old home. And she's just read the letter. Yep. Uh, Flint kind of puts his hand on her shoulder like, you okay? No. Well, what do you want to do? I'm going to murder whoever did this. Uh, and the guard that's with you goes, probably shouldn't say that in front of me. I mean, I'm very confident there's nothing I can do to stop you, but just as an FYI. Yeah. Let's let's not be hasty and murder too quick. I will reiterate that that is not a road I feel that we should go down. Would the good guard just consider that a statement out of anger and let it slide? <laughs> I would. I'm also going to step outside. That's probably best. Yeah, and she just walks outside. Oh, sorry. See, this is what I get for not being here. I didn't realize it was a woman. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. She's smart enough to know that... What is she going to do? Is she going to arrest you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't need a guard going, hey, I think they might be murdering someone. If enough guards get involved, you guys are fucked. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> just consider that a statement of anchor, please. <laughs> that would be Marga's... She would say that, so... Oh, I know. I didn't say you wouldn't. <laughs> Roscoe's, I know you're distraught, but we gotta be careful what we say and how we say it. Well, they just chalked this up to robbery and that was it. So. Do you think we can find out where these people went? Do you know of any, like, anyone that with a grudge or anything? No. But I have my contacts in the city. Just talk to them and see what they know. I think our first priority should be locating the sword. It's possible that they haven't pawned it off yet. Well, yeah. We find the, the person who did this. We find the sword. And I should reiterate as well that if they have pawned it off yet, 
Maybe we don't go killing the first person that has it. Well, if it's in a store, I'm not going to kill them. It's not like they knew. Well, what I'm saying is it might have already been sold. Catch my drift? Yep. Okay. Let's just be careful before we start throwing accusations around. Okay. Especially when we're stumbling in the dark at the moment. Yeah, I guess. So what's your next move? I think we should question these people in the neighborhood because I don't believe that they didn't hear anything. Okay. All right. Um, you guys start talking to people. Eventually you talk to Taylor Perez, um, who lives across the street. And uh, he he tells you that he didn't see or hear anything unusual. What is everyone's passive insight? Which is 10 plus your insight skill. 13. 16. 13. 10. 10. Okay. Everyone but Rovarth knows that they're lying. Um, Flint, because your passive insight is so high, you know that they're scared. Margo doesn't know that they're scared, so she's just going to ask why they're lying. Or why are, why are you lying to us? Roll perception. Not perception. Persuasion. Jesus Christ. A one? <laughs> Automatic failure, isn't it? Um, they look at you and go, I don't appreciate being called a liar. Good day. And goes to close their door. I'm going to put my foot in the door. That was my dad. Why do you not care? I'm I am sorry that I can't help you. Good sir. If it was someone close to you, wouldn't you want help if someone knew something? Roll persuasion. I will. For flavor, while this is happening, Rovarth's going to put his hand on Margot's shoulder, so that way if she does anything foolish, he can pull her back. <laughs> um, that's a 28. Oh, wow. Wow! Okay. Um, Taylor sits there for a second, and then opens the door back up and says, I saw three people leaving Johan's house. And one of them was cleaning a blade wiping something off of it. I'm I'm sorry I lied, but I I I thought maybe if they found out I said something, they might kill me too. I can understand where the fear comes from. But thanks for telling us. I want to find these people. And our lips are sealed. Yeah, um I'm pretty sure they they might have been human or half-elf. They weren't very big. Um, so I don't think that they were a half-orc. But they were a little too tall to be an elf or a, a dwarf. Um, you know, it was dark, so I couldn't really see that well. I, I hope that helps. It gives us a start. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. For what it's worth, I hope you find them. Johan was a good man. Thank you. He definitely was. So, 
What do you guys do next? Um, I think I want to talk to one of my criminal contacts in the city to see, like, giving them this description to see if maybe there's been any, um, maybe any other burglaries of similar nature, but also to see if anyone knows if there was anyone holding any grudges or anything like that towards Johan that fits this description. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Is is everyone just following Margot's lead, or did were you were was someone gonna like check some pawn shops to see if they could find? Robarth was thinking of checking the pawn shops, and I was gonna go with Robarth for pawn shops. Okay, then you make a whoever's gonna go to check out pawn shops make a separate persuasion check. Damn uh, it! Just one of you. Uh, Flint, were you gonna go with Margot? Yep. I rolled another one. Well, roll with advantage. Okay, thank you. Uh, because someone is there to help you. Uh, same thing with whoever's rolling about the pawn shops. And you said persuasion or perception with that, right? Persuasion. Persuasion. 15. Yes. 21. 21? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Roscoe? I assume Roscoe's the one rolling. 25. Okay. Um, both of you hear that, like, Margo, you're, you don't have a lot of description to go off, but what you do know is that nothing, like, whatever happened to Johan is singular. You know, there hasn't been, like, a rash of home invasions. Um, but... Roscoe and Rovarth, you're fairly certain. You you get told a few times, because you're just asking about the description of the sword. It hasn't popped up in any pawn shop yet, but somebody on the street overhears you guys talking about it and says um, that they saw a real fancy sword on somebody at the Sunny Coast Hotel. Okay. Were they with a few other people? Um, they might have been. I mean, I was really focused on the sword. It's very pretty. You said the Sun Coast, correct? Uh, the Sunny Coast Hotel. Yeah, Sunny Coast Hotel. Okay. Yeah, they have really amazing egg sandwiches. You guys should try them. We'll be sure to check things out there. Thank you very much. All right. Do you message them on your stone, or do you just meet up somewhere? Um, I'll message him on the stone just to save time. I forgot how much how many words can we use on the stone? I don't think that there's much of a limit. Okay, I'll just say on the stone we have a lead fancy sword scene at Sunny Coast Hotel. Gentlemen and lady, if you want to meet us there. Marder just replies with a yes. We'll meet you there. Very good. Meet you there. Will Rovarf, a lead is a lead. Indeed. I put a polite hand on Rovarf and go, we both know we can't prevent her from murdering. Not if she really wants to, but hopefully I can convince her otherwise. I hope so too. 
But beyond that, we just make sure anyone else in the area don't get hurt in the crossfire. All right. You guys arrive at the Sunny Coast Hotel about the same time. Um, the sun has gone down, but there's uh, technically electric lights. Magitech, as it would be. Well, I mean, you guys have that in your house. It's so cool. Yeah, any city in Thar of sufficient size will have a decent amount of electric lighting. But yeah, you guys are at the Sunny Coast Hotel. I didn't know if you guys wanted to like strategize or something before you went in. What We need to be careful with our accusations. I think we go in, Margot will let us know if that was the sword or not. Because it's possible it's simply just a fancy sword. I mean, we all have fancy weapons. And if it is the sword, then we need to ask how they came about it before we rush to conclusions. There is no room for error here, is what you're saying. So you're saying we need to make sure they tell the truth? We need to make sure that they are indeed the ones that stole the sword and that it is the same sword that was stolen before we do anything. Well, I will know whether it's the sword that was stolen or not. Well, lucky for everyone, I picked up Zona Truth. Yes. All right. So... You guys go into the hotel. It has a... It's not a super fancy hotel, but it is rather nice. It has this lobby area, some stairs leading upward. You can see a couple bellboys, you know, in their weird little hats. (laughs) (laughs) And through a set of double doors, you can see there's like a restaurant of some kind. Uh, There's a female presenting dwarf sitting at the front desk. Okay. I mean, since the sun's going down, it might be dinner, so they might be in the in the restaurant. All right. Let's make our way into the restaurant and let's even get ourselves a table. Um. Yeah, there are a few tables available. Um, there's also the bar. The servers seem to be mostly gnomes and halflings, but there are a few humans, um, and the bartender appears to be a tiefling. They have very, very fair gray skin. Uh, and the host says, um, table for four, or would you like to sit at the bar? I think the bar will do us. Very well. Please, right this way. Um, yes. As I make my way to the bar, can I do that thing where I'm looking around, but trying not to be obvious that I'm looking around? Um, are you trying to, like, read people or roll perception? Um, I'm trying to see if I can spot a group of people with a fancy sword that may fit the description. Um, roll perception and stealth. Okay. Perception's decent. Stealth? Wow. Okay. Which one do you want first? Uh, tell me perception first. 15. Okay. And stealth? 25. Okay. Oh, shit. You don't see anyone with a sword that matches the description Margot gave you. And you're very confident that nobody noticed you looking. Okay. I get to the table and I say, preliminary glance, I don't notice anything, but that doesn't mean anything, of course. So, yeah, you guys sit down and uh, this tiefling walks up. Uh, says, uh, hi there, I'm Silver Morgan. What can I get you to drink? Water. Ale, please. 
All right. Um, now we got a little bit of a selection here. Why don't I set this down in front of you? And he puts a beer menu down. Then I'll I'll look over it as well. Same here. I've got a um here somewhere. I have a thing of like drinks and stuff. No. Oh. Ah, here we go. Uh, so you see the thing that pops out to Roscoe is a drink called the Salty Dog Ale. It's a uh, dark uh, brew. Roscoe points down and goes, I'll have a Salty Dog Ale, please. Very well. And what pops out to Rovarth is the Umber Hulk. <laughs> Uh, which is an ale made, uh, it is distilled in uh, first a cask, a whiskey cask, then a brandy cask, and then a tequila cask. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. I will ask for some Umber Hulk brew. Margaret's going to take a look at this menu now too. <laughs> Once looking at it. <laughs> it also has like mixed drinks. And Flint, the one that pops out to you is the Copperhead. It is a beer with a shot of whiskey and then a little bit of snake venom. Oh, I'm curious. I want. Can I try a shot of Copperhead? Sure thing. And Margo, thing that pops out to you is the Mandrake Mocha. It is a hot, creamy beverage uh, that can help you sleep. There's a little bit of a narcotic effect. Uh, that sounds... You can take another look if you want. I mean, that sounds good, but she doesn't need to be sleepy. Alright, let's see. What else pops out at you? This very serious mission you guys are on that I've turned into a joke. <laughs> Listen, there's alcohol. Uh, this thing is just called hammer beer. <laughs> okay, that sounds interesting. I'll have a hammer beer. All right. When Silver puts the hammer beer in front of you, he says, best to drink that fast. Okay, so Margaret drinks it fast. All right. Um, you feel like you've just been punched in the face. Oh, fuck me. And uh, you lose five hit points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good night. She's going to look at the bartender and be like, why? <laughs> Dwarves like their drinks. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, what did Flint get again? Copperhead. That's right. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Jesus. You're such a rude bitch. I'm actually good at those now because this fancy ring gives me a 19 co constitution. Aha. Uh -huh. 23. Okay, yeah. Mm. You're, um, wow. you feel a little tingly in your fingers and your toes. Ooh, that feels weird. Uh, from the snake venom. But otherwise, you're fine. Rovarth, go ahead and make a constitution save for me. Alrighty. That's, yep. That's, uh, that's appropriate. Uh, constitution saves plus one. Five. Okay. Uh, you are sickened for the next minute. Oh, okay. It's a good drink. Tastes nice. But it's... Real fucking strong. As I would expect from the description you gave. 
Yeah. And Roscoe drinks not bad. It's a very rich flavor to it. And it does have this, like, it almost tastes like instead of using regular water, they use salt water. Thus the name. Of course. And uh, because you're one to experience customs, they put a uh, snail shell in it. Fine by me. I do enjoy local customs. I'm curious what the snail shell looks like now. (laughs) Look, when you're offered a snail, I I extend my mug as if I'm I'm offering the share of Rovoff. I go, I'm not going to be shell fish. No, like Rovarth wasn't commenting on that. Rovarth was just like... I know, Rupert but... looks sick. <laughs> I just want you to now be even more sick. I love the from, pun. From oh Roscoe's awful pun. Flint just tries not to choke on his drink. And then Roscoe puts the drink down and go, it's good to see you all smiling a little bit, but I don't mean to distract us too much. How do we go about this? Um, I mean, hang around the... Uh, what's that place called? The Sunny Coast Hotel for a little while, I imagine. And then kind of go from there. We don't really have any other leads other than here. Sure, but like, what are you doing here to gather information? Uh, I thought... Because you, you you're, you're at the hotel right now, so... We should ask the bartender, because bartenders that's tend to my, be... That's what my plan was before I got sickened by alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> well... I'm going to ask. I should say, uh, sorry, but I should say I misread what the Umber Hulk is. It is a mixed drink. It is a pint of whiskey, brandy, and tequila in equal measures. No wonder he's sick. No wonder. Well, Murder is just going to, you know, kind of wave to the bartender to come over. Um, Hey there. Hey. Need another? Uh, No, I think I'm good. That kind of. That was a little strong. Um, (laughs) I was going to ask if you've noticed anyone with any kind of fancier swords uh, walking around in the hotel lately. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. Oh my god. Got a natural 20. So that's... uh, That was persuasion? Yeah. 26. He leans in and he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, there's, um, there were these three guys came in. I saw them through the door there at a fancy, like a scimitar, maybe a little bit of a sword buff, but, uh, they haven't come out of their room. They've been up there for a while. They get room service. Huh. That's interesting. And, uh. Robin, over at the desk, said they paid with foreign coin. You said they paid with foreign coin? Yeah, they, I mean, you know, they paid in silver like everybody else does, but it wasn't minted in Thar. Do they, um, did she happen to mention where it looks like it was minted, by chance? I mean, if she knew, she didn't say to me. Oh, okay. Where would we go to um, find out where these gentlemen are bunked at, what room they have. <laughs> if you can convince Robin to tell you, I'll give you a gold. 
Well, hopefully we can because these men are not exactly the safest bunch. So what do you guys do? Good sirs and lady, do you, shall we go talk to Robin? Yeah. Flint uh, Flint pays for the drinks. How much is that? Eight silver. Cool, he pays for it. Margo leaves a, a little bit of an extra tip to the bartender. Thank you for the information. He nods at you. I want you all to know, both in this game and those listening at home, my cat is laying on my dice. <laughs> She's hoarding now your sounds dice. Sounds like you're gonna fail all your rolls. <laughs> this sounds like I'm about to get very, very abused when it's time for me to roll. <laughs> I mean, it makes you feel better. I forgot. To, I forgot. I didn't write down what zone the specs on zone of truth. I just wrote down the name of the spell. So I'm at the fight hope for my player's handbook. Yep. I'm not looking forward to uh, that. For the listeners, everyone here is 14th level, which means like. In Flint's case, Flint has created an artifact that only he can use. Uh, as an artificer alchemist. And speaking of, because it has increased your constitution score to 19, you need to have more hit points. Ooh. What? Yeah. What is, what is your constitution score without the ring? 10. 10. Okay. Uh, that means you have 56 more hit points. Whoa. Oh my god. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. 14 times 4. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. While you're wearing the ring. That's dope as fuck. Oh my god. I'm a jealous bitch right now. Yeah. That's what happens. I wasn't aware it did stuff like that. Yeah, that's what a change to your constitution score that, that's, does. That's exactly why you put points into constitution, is to get more hit points. Yeah. I always just did it like, okay, roll the roll the hit die and add the and add like the constitution modifier. Oh my god. That's that's what we're talking yeah. about. Because your constitution if you increase modifier it later, it retroactively increases your hit points. Yeah. I didn't wow. know that. I've been playing this wrong yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> The more you know. Oh my god. I believe Flint now has 30 more hit points than Marco. Yeah, I was about to say, you definitely have more than me now. Yeah, I'm that up to amazing. 144. Oh my god. You're not a squish anymore. It didn't occur to me that I was no longer squish. <laughs> I mean, he's still not, he's still like, you know, 10, he still has a, a strength score of 10, but like. Oh my you, god. You're still very easy to hit compared to everyone else. Yeah, but you're stronger, so you can take it now. Yeah, it's like like it does shit. Oh my god. <laughs> that is hilarious. I think that is the truth of like Flint made this ring and uh you guys like Flint just looks healthier. Oh my god. And yeah, okay. So you guys were gonna go talk to Robin, the front desk clerk. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. the plan. You guys uh, approach, and she goes, Hello, would you like to get a room tonight? Or several rooms? It is possible that we be getting rooms tonight, but if I'm being honest, we are looking for a particular room. Okay. Three gentlemen came in today with a fancy sword, and they paid in foreign coin. It is very important that we go have a conversation with these men. Roll persuasion. 
23. All right. She, um, she puts her hands on the desk and looks around and then turns one of her hands palms up and like curls her fingers a little bit and says, uh, and while looking around says, well, sir, I'm sorry, but we're not allowed to give out, uh, hotel guest information. Even if this hotel guest, say, murdered someone? Flint, you know that she's trying to get a bribe. This bitch. (laughs) And Roscoe takes a few steps forward. Let me look at my character sheet before I do what I'm about to do. I respect that you're trying to be a person of business right now. To a certain degree, I admire it. You do what you can to get a little scratch. We all have our itches. I look at Margot. She has an itch right now. Her itch is to cause disruption. This disruption can be widespread or it can be isolated. I cannot control her. Trust me, I've tried. I understand you want money. But this isn't about money. And if I pay you to get you what she wants, she will remember that and she will be unhappy at you. For costing us what we think we have, we rightfully should be able to do. So I'm going to ask you politely to let us have this information. Or, I look at Margot. I'm going to go back to the bar and have a drink. And I'm going to let her be the one to question you next. And she is not a woman of business. Go ahead and roll intimidate. Jesus. Night. Christ. I wasn't expecting that. 26. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, Ugh. She goes, one second. And she pulls a book out from under the desk, starts flipping through pages, and goes, um, room 309. I'm going to go to the bartender and tell him he owes us a gold. <laughs> <laughs> he looks over and he goes, well, damn. And he fishes in his pocket and he gets out about 10 silver. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I'm weak as a bitch. That's so funny. And we're going to go up. I'm assuming we're going up. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna tell the bartender I'll be back for another drink. <laughs> I'm so weak then over we that. go up. That got so intense. It did. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, you guys uh, go up to the room. Um, what is the plan? What are you doing? Well... I was going to unlock the door, and then I think we were going to interrogate these gentlemen. Okay. Oh, wow. I believe, Uh, if nobody objects to that. No, that sounds fun. I have no qualms. All right. I will walk up to the door, and I will cast the knocks. Well, first, I'll see if the door's locked. Uh, Yes, it's 100% locked. I will cast the knock spell through the stone to unlock the door. Yeah, it just comes unlocked shall we and then i open the door um, okay so yeah you hear a big loud knocking on the door and it comes unlocked and we walk in dramatically All right. if we had like robes we would throw them off in slow motion at this moment <laughs> matrix style yep go ahead everybody roll initiative for me okay And Margot, what did you get? 22. 
Uh, Flint, what did you get? Flint got a 19. All right. Um, Rovarth, what did you get? 20. And Roscoe, what did you get? 17. 17, okay. And still won't. That's fine, too. <laughs> I'm using D&D Beyond uh, because it has some pretty helpful tools in that regard. Oh, neat. Uh, but it's not rolling anything right now, and it's probably because the combat tracker thing is in alpha. <laughs> uh, it has not been fully bugged out yet. All right. It's a nice alternative to uh, roll 20. Yeah. What is everyone's uh, passive perception? 13. 17. 10. 11. Okay. Um, then none of you. Who is the first person through the door? I would say Margo would be probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, I need a second d20. Oh, God. That's fine. I have like three of them. All right. The first attack is 20 versus your armor class. Yep, that hits. Okay. Um, I need you to make a constitution save. Oh, that's bad. Um, I got a six. Cool. Uh, let me, I gotta roll a bunch of dice. Dump this bag out. Fancy those, chain mail bag. Those are terrifying words. Is I have to dump this bag of dice out to get more dice. I don't like these words. I don't like them at all. This is not how I anticipated this was going to go. Me either. I thought we were going to catch them in the middle of counting their loot or something. All right. So, Margo, you will take 23 piercing damage. God. As you are shot with a crossbow bolt. And because you failed your save... Thirty poison damage. Oh my god! I have like that took like yeah, over, like over half my hit points. Yeah, that happens sometimes. And then the uh, you hear everyone hears glass shatter, and Margot, because you have dark vision, you can see that they have turned out all the lights as you are opening the door. And one of them has leapt, after shooting you with a crossbow, has leapt through the window. Uh, and then the other two, the first one to attack. 17 versus your armor class. Oh, it meets it. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll another constitution save. Please be nice to me, Dice. Please be nice to me. Uh, 14. All right. You take... I swear to God, if I die. 20 piercing damage. All right. And then... Another 30 poison damage. <sighs> Down to six hit points. And then 
then proceeds to jump out the window. And the last one uh, got a... Well, they hit because they rolled 17 on the die. So make another constitution save. Oh my god. Why? Man, it's almost like you're fighting assassins. I got a five. Okay. <laughs> um. So that's fine. 20 piercing damage. I'm out. Oh yeah, then... Because it's not a separate attack, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, what you guys see is Margot is shot in the chest three times uh, with crossbow bolts and just immediately collapses to the ground. And I think Rovarth, were you right behind her? I would have been next, yeah. Okay. Then you see all three of these uh, people just leap through the broken window and presumably into the alleyway below. Fuck. God. All right. I'm assuming it's my turn. Um, actually, because Margot got a 22, it's her turn. Oh yes, death saving throws. <sighs> My metallic dice are being bitches. You're going in jail. Let's see here. No, don't. You keep saying that, but then the other dice kill you. Well, they're the ones that have been betraying me this whole time. Oh, and the one that Eli made me gave me a 19, so. Nice. My dice are less fans of dramatic tension, I guess. Yeah. And next up is, yeah, Rovarth got a 19, or a 20, sorry. So I'm going to shout out to Roscoe and Flint to take care of Margot. There's three people that are leaving. I'm going after them. And I am going to, after carefully looking at my options here, first I'm going to use my movement to get to the end of the window. Okay. Can I see where they are from here? Yes. Yes, you'd be able to. They're at the mouth of this alleyway. How far away are they, and how wide is the alleyway? Um, the alleyway is about five feet wide. Okay. Um, and they would be about, it's weird because they're like 20 feet from where the window is, where it on the ground floor, but it's 30 feet up. So they're like 40-ish feet away. Okay. Um, uh, that alleyway is a complication thing. Um, uh. I need to stop them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the thing because I can do that now. I'm going to jump out the window and then I'm going to use my action to use my draconic form, my latest and greatest ability to turn myself into... How old was that white dragon we met with um, Igris? 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 It was a wormling. And I will turn myself into a white dragon wormling because every other type of dragon is too big to fit through the alleyway properly. And then I will use whatever the rest of my movement is to get as close to them as possible. All right. Let's see here. 
double check something. And you have the statistics for the white dragon? I do, up? yes. Cool, good, because your intelligence and other scores are changed as well. Yeah, they're not very smart. <laughs> uh, including your charisma. Yeah, I'm aware of that. It's not good. Uh, but yeah, you can easily make it down this alleyway right up, right up to them. And then I'm just going to roar menacingly because I've, I've taken my action to change. All right. And which means it is now Flint's turn. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds to heal Margot, So you know she doesn't die. 25 total. Thank God. That was intense. All right. Anything else you wanted to do? Uh, I want to run over to the window and look out. All right. Well, you saw Rovarth leap out. And Rovarth, what you did is as you leapt out, you your form shifted. You know, your armor and all your items kind of merged into your form. And as your new wormling white dragon self, you know, you're the size of a pony. Uh, you dig your claws into the wall opposite and drag them down to slow your descent. Speaking of, I will need you to make an acrobatics check. No, I won't, because you're small enough to fit in the alleyway. You just use your wings. Yeah, because that's why I went to a wormling, because they are a medium dragon. Yes. Um, so, Flint, you saw Rovarth leap out the window, and when you look out, you see uh, a wormling dragon is chasing down these three humans, maybe? And uh, it is shockingly re uh, similar to the white dragon we fought at the beginning of our adventures. Yes. Flint just kind of looks out and just kind of shudders a little. Because he remembers that fight because it almost killed him. <laughs> Alright. Uh, is there anything you can do with like a bonus action? Nope. Okay. Roscoe. I will do a level... Give me one second. Let's do a level. Let's just do a level five healing on Margot to try to get her up up as far as we can. All right. Five D eight plus charisma modifier. Yep. Not with rolls like that. That's better. That's much better. Twenty three. Oh, good. All right. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to do? I just I just make my way behind Flint to look out and see what I see. Okay. You see the same thing Flint saw. Well, that's a sight. And because they are at the mouth of this uh, alleyway, one of them turns to you, Rovarth, mm -hmm. and uh, attempts to stab you with a short sword. All right. And that is a critical failure. <laughs> um, yeah, this person just sees a fucking dragon come running down this alleyway at them. Uh, and just goes, ah, and stabs forward, and it, they just didn't stab properly. The short sword just, like, slides along your scales. Uh, and the next one will attempt to stab you. And they got a 23. That will most definitely hit. Then I need you to make a constitution save. That is a, uh, a four. Okay. Well, you take 23 piercing damage. Okay. 
and 20 poison damage. Uh, okay, so 15 of those points uh, go to me as I revert back to Rovarth. All right. Uh, yeah, that hurt real fucking bad. Yeah. And then the last one will... Uh, oh, I did forget to say, the very first one, before you reverted back, mm-hmm. did run. Mm-hmm. So you will get an attack of opportunity on them. As the dragon, so... As the dragon. Okay. So let's see here. It's just going to be... Uh, blah, 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 blah. That one. I'm going to try and claw him with the opportunity attack. Alrighty. Which is a 16. 16. That will hit. All right. They're just wearing studded leather armor. So he takes 2d6 plus 4 slashing. Nice. Which is 5 plus 4, 9 slashing. All right. Someone was also walking with a little bit of a limp. You think he didn't land quite as well as the other two. Mm. Um, and then the second person you were fighting mm-hmm. runs off as well. Okay. But you don't you only have one yeah, reaction. Yeah, only get one reaction, yeah. Uh, and the last one got a 25 to hit you with their short sword. Okay. Yeah, uh, that so hits. I need you to make, uh, I need you to make another... Uh, um, Con save. Yes. Only this time is Rovarth, which is slightly worse. Well, the good news is that it doesn't have an ally near you, so it does less damage. Uh, and I rolled much better, which is a- 18. 18, that's a success. So you will take 10 piercing damage. Okay. And... Twelve poison damage. Okay. And then this one runs too. Margo, it's your turn. I'm gonna jump out the window. Actually, hang on. Right. No, 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 no. Hang on. That is uh uh. Oh, that's right. I can use my jetpack, and I'm gonna fly down and use my movement well, movement action. It's not quite a jetpack, but you also don't have to land. Oh, I don't. No, it it allows you to fly, so you can just like fly after them. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, the reason why I did what I did is to cut them off. Okay. Um, and I should say, Margot and Rovarth both, you can feel that their weapons are poisoned. Yeah. Um. It it burns. I am gonna say that to Roscoe and Flint. Before I go, just to let them know, like, be careful of their weapons. They are poisoned and roll out. All right. And uh, you, what was I about to say? Oh, you get, you would have to double move yeah. to be able to catch up with them. Mm-hmm. I figured I would. So, um, it is now Rovarth. Oh, it's my turn again. Okay. So... I am going to, uh, so there's still the one guy directly in front of me, right? No, all three of them have moved 30 feet away. All three have moved 30 feet away. Yeah. Do any of them appear to have the sword on their person? Make a perception check. Okay. This is just so I don't accidentally stone the sword. 
that's possible. Uh, that is terrible. That's a five. No, you can't tell. I can't tell. So then I won't do that. Instead, I'm going to cast Blight at the nearest one. Okay. Uh, what do they have to do? Uh, they have to make a constitution saving throw. And what is the DC? 20. All right, well, they failed. They take 98 necrotic damage. Dear God. Because so kid gloves are off. I was going to negotiate with these people, but they, they came in with poison ablazing. So. Well, you did break into their hotel room. But then They're they assassins. We don't know that. That's just the description he gave. Okay. They're dressed like regular people. Oh, never mind. Okay. Yeah. I just they're assumed. not dressed like ninjas. <laughs> I just no, assumed. No, they're dressed like regular people. But they did just try to poison kill my friends. And they did flee. They were prepped to kill. We'll just put it that way. I, 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 exactly. Uh, so that, that is some damage. Give me, damage. Give me a second while I the wizard? get the math calculated here. Uh, 44, 45 points of damage. Dear God. Necrotic. That hurt so fucking bad. So, so bad. And, uh, Dear Lord. I'm going to use my movement to get as close to them as possible. All right. Uh, yeah, so Rovarth, you hold out the mana stone and this bolt of black cloudy energy strikes the one the last one to have attacked you uh and they scream out in pain as their body is racked with necrotic energy and then you uh you know run up to get in their business yep <laughs> flint okay so can i see them from the window no okay cool I'm going to do a stupid thing. I'm going to jump out the window. All right. Make an acrobatics check. I can do this. 19. All right. You will take half damage. Yay. Cool. You'll take four damage as you, uh, you jump across. And what you're trying to do is, like, bounce yourself. Because this is something you've seen people in the circus do. You were trying to bounce yourself back and forth. And it sort of works, but you still end up falling like the last 10 feet. Ugh. Ow. That hurt. Uh, can I get up and move 30 feet to the end of the alley and try to see if I can find them again? Yeah, you can definitely see them. I mean, they're, this, the street isn't super crowded. Um, there are people there, but you can see Rovarth easy. Okay. Not to mention Margot's kind of like flying above them. <laughs> okay uh, tell me if I can't do this I want to cast Scorching Ray at them yeah you can do that neat make a, make a ranged spell attack yep how many rays do you get six dear lord I know okay the first one is that's a natural 20 on the die okay um go ahead and 
just roll the damage on that one real quick uh, so that we know what's going like well before you do that roll your second attack I, I assume you're m- making two attacks on each one yeah um, the second okay. one roll your s- is a 12 okay uh, 12 doesn't hit so go ahead and roll your 4d6 fire damage against that first one that's a 22 ow yeah all right, go ahead and uh, roll against the next one. Just roll twice. 16? Uh, 16 will not hit. Okay. 20? Not an actual uh, 20. 20 will hit. Yeah, dirty 20. And while you are rolling the damage for that in the future, if I'm to clarify, if I'm asking you to just roll twice, just give me both numbers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was having um, So how much damage? Uh, that one's just a four damage. And go ahead and roll me twice for the last one. Roll your last two hits. Two attacks. Okay, first hit is an 18, the second one's 12. Uh, 18 definitely hits. Cool. Eight fire damage. Eight. Alright. So, ooh, that's a neat effect. As they get very injured, their little icon gets bloody. And if they're very injured, it kind of like blinks with the blood. Oh, neat. Nice. Yeah. Very neat. Um, So yeah, Flint, you... And we established that your Scorching Ray spell is basically like a Roman candle. Yeah. Yeah, you dust yourself off real quick and run to the mouth of this uh, alleyway and get a little bit close. And you point this Roman candle and it fires off and just wrecks their day. I'm a menace to society. Yeah. Aren't we all? And at this point, people are screaming. Because <laughs> they do not know what's happening. <laughs> Fair. Oh God, we're going to have to like, flee the city. Um, <laughs> Roscoe. How far is the drop? It is a 30-foot drop. Okay, what I was going to cast myself will not work. So I'm just going to jump. What were you going to cast? Um, I was going to enhance my ability and give me... Um, cat's grace because then falls from 20 feet or less would not do damage well that also gives you uh advantage on dexterity based checks right yes i'm gonna do it yeah so i mean you could still take well you only take damage well yeah you'll only take 1d6 of damage and if you succeed on your acrobatics check you'll take half i get that but with poison every bit of damage matters that's true so I am going to cast that on me and then jump. All right. So go ahead and roll acrobatics. Oh, thank goodness. Um, 19. All right. You take two damage as you do a slightly more successful version of what Flint was doing. Guess what? My hit points are 69. Ah, nice. Nice. Thank you. Uh, and it would take pretty much the rest of your movement. That's fine. Uh, to get to the mouth of this alleyway. That's fine. So, this first guy is going to take the disengage action and go running off into an alleyway. The second guy, he pulls something off of his belt and hurls it at the ground. And I need Rovarth and Marco to make constitution saves. <sighs> 
19. Hey, hang on. Nice. Yeah, no, 19. Okay. Seven. Seven. Rovarth, you are blinded for the next minute. Okay. Margo, go ahead and make your uh, opportunity attack as this guy runs away. Yes! Can I... I can use my sword, right? Can I drop down on him? Yeah. Yes! Well, I mean, are... I don't understand that question. Well, I'm in the sky, right? Well, yeah, but you're like right above them. You can just oh. have 30 feet of movement while you're flying. Yay. You can just fly <gasps> down and attack him. I rolled a natural 20. All right, well, go ahead and murder him. Do I roll Yay. extra with natural 20? Yeah, so with the natural 20, instead of 1d6, you're going to roll 2d6. And because of the nature of your weapon, you're going to roll an additional 2d4. All right, let's see here. What dice have not betrayed me? Well, that was stupid. What'd you get? Nine damage. Nine damage. All right. And that includes... Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. That didn't add the eight. damage. Seventeen damage. All right. I'm going to say nine didn't seem possible. Yeah, Yeah, I forgot about the uh, Uh, plus eight. Yeah, that did uh, hurt pretty bad. So, the next one uh, takes the disengage action and follows his friends. Any attacks of opportunity on that one or not? No, you already used your reaction. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, an attack of opportunity is a reaction, so you really only get the one. Okay. But it's your turn. I'm going to chase after them. Okay. Make a perception check for me. Because they are kind of like weaving in and out of the crowd. 26. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you follow them easy. Do I get to attack them or nah? Yeah, oh, you, that was just your move action. Okay, good. Good. Excellent. Well, that doesn't hit. Jesus. Uh, well, actually, it might. 13? No, 13 doesn't hit. Oh, I forgot. I should try and challenge one. Okay. Um, They have to make a save of 16. Uh, wisdom. Which one? A, B, or C? Uh, C. C. Okay. The, uh, the one that is the most fucked up. <laughs> uh, wisdom save, you say? Uh-huh. Wisdom save of 16. Well, he got a 10. Good. He's challenged now. And because I'm irrefutable, he gets disadvantages on all of his uh, challenge saving throws. So Cool. Please be nice to But us. you also have a second attack. Yeah, I know. I'm using it. Uh, <laughs> that's not great. 16? 16. Uh, yes, that <gasps> will hit. Thank God. My dice are being ridiculous tonight 12 damage 12 damage this guy looks like he's about to die excellent that is all for my turn uh rovarth i am currently blind correct so i'm just gonna stay where i am and and just i guess be like i can't see the Mana Stone says, they went forward, idiot. 
then I'll follow the mana stone's lead and go forward 30 feet. Oh my god. I keep forgetting how rude the mana stone is. It's delightful. It's good, because Rovarth is forgetful, as is me. I forgot cool. it could see things. Uh, now make another constitution save. Okay. Uh, seven. Seven. Okay, you're still blind. Yep. Uh, Flint, you know that Rovarth has gone a little bit off from where uh, these people ran. And Margo, you did have to land to attack them on your turn just because there's too many people around. Okay. Uh, so, Flint, you no longer have Margo to light your way. Okay, I'm going to run up to where uh, Rovarth is and try to see if I can find them. Okay, roll a perception. Uh, that's 19. Yeah, yeah, you can see him easy. Cool. Um, I used my entire movement to get up to Rovarth, didn't I? Yeah. Then that's my turn. Okay. Roscoe, you're going to have to move five feet to get out of the alleyway. Okay. Well, I cast Verse of Haste on myself. Nice. All right. Well, uh, with your 50 feet of movement, you could get close to where uh, Rovarth and Flint are. Uh, but okay. you can make a perception check for free to see if you know where Margot and these people have gone to. 18. Yeah, you know where they are. Cool. So what do you do? Um, so how far away are they from where I'm at? And actually, more importantly, they're surrounded by people, aren't they? They are. That takes away pretty much everything I was going to do. They're also about 90 feet away. 90 feet away? Yeah. That's still, that pretty much also takes away everything I was going to do. Actually, they're 90 feet? Yeah. Ooh, it's not... I had something I can do, but I can see how that would end badly, so. <laughs> Stupid question. Have they all gone, like, are they all separate from each other? No, they're all together. Okay, I'm going to pick, let's say, B. Okay. And I am going to try to do Crown of Madness. Okay, what do they have to roll? 17 Wisdom. 17 Wisdom. That is a failure. Okay. So... But they must use their action to make a melee attack against a creature other than self that I mentally choose. Okay. So on their turn, that will happen. Or is yep. it on your turn? It must use its action, so I'm guessing... Okay, so that'd on be their on turn. their turn, yeah. Yeah. And as Roscoe casts this spell and this spectral crown of iron nails appears around this uh, person's head, this episode is over. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. So, uh, Abby. Yeah, I got plugged. Do you have something for the zone? Yes, I have something for the zone. Um, I The P-zone? I hate you. You canceled. <laughs> uh, anyways, I have a Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all our elvenly underscore E. Um, I post art. I scream about things a lot, though. It's mainly screaming. But it's fun. I have a YouTube channel that I have been probably neglecting for some time now uh, called Aerosil Prime, E-R-A-S-Y-L space P-R-I-M-E, where I play RPGs that are video game format and stuff. And, you know, you probably like RPGs. So go check it out. Hello. I'm on Instagram at JerryJerryQuiteContrary. I am on Twitter at TheJerrius underscore Jer. 
and I speak about pro wrestling at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Now, under the name Jerry Eva Good. So, enjoy any of that shit. Yes. I'm Ashley. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter under the handle AmCosplayClean. I don't post a lot lately, but I do uh, post occasionally art that I'm working on for the podcast uh, for t-shirts. And I post cosplay photos and things like that. So, if you're into any of that, you can check those out. I have been Eli Royal, and I'm your dad now. Eat some vegetables. And our sound engineer has been Jay Booth, who is now your grandfather. And you can find your grandfather at the Ludiverse podcast, the Asundered World podcast, and on TikTok at Big Daddy Dice. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this part of our tale, Traveler. Please, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine pods are cast. You can find us online at WePlayRPGs.com, on Facebook and Twitter at WePlayRPGs, and on Patreon at WePlayRPGs Podcast. Your patronage is what keeps this podcast alive.